Facebook for interviews and more. The Morning Drive on News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here and joining us in studio. It feels like it's been forever. Kelly Devine, our pal Kelly Devine. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, Kurt. Good morning, Anthony. It has been a while. Nice to see you guys. It's so great to see you back and to hear your voice. (laughs) Uh, But uh, before we get into any issues, Kelly, in Burlington, um, we need to hear about, uh, I know that you had... How was your summer? I contacted you. <laughs> I contacted you a while back because I, I hit me that, geez, I, I I mean I know Kelly had something going on. She was going to Cape or something, and I I didn't have you on in the, the regular schedule in August. But then I looked and said, but I didn't I didn't put her on the next week or anything. So I was contacting you to say, hey Kelly, did I make a mistake? Should you be on somewhere here? You went away. And, well, you, uh, and, you know. and then you told me about what had happened to you in Massachusetts. In fact, you were in the hospital when I was texting you. Yes. Um, actually, we had talked about me coming on the week after. I was on vacation in Cape Cod from uh, like the last week of July and first week in August. And we had talked about me going uh, coming on the show. Someone maybe you maybe forgot to put in the schedule. But uh, good thing you forgot because, yes, when uh, that date rolled around in early august i was i was in the hospital for six days down in massachusetts because um i had the unfortunate luck of coming across this new bacteria that some people have, may have heard about in the news they're sort of calling it the flesh-eating bacteria yeah oh. <laughs> That's what that's what it was. You know, Kelly Devine always goes big or go home, right? Right, right. Well, you know, uh, you do. You have some pretty dramatic uh, vacations. I got to tell you, I know. the motorcycle around the west. I'm like, <laughs> and then when he's like, she's in the hospital. I'm like, I assumed it was like skydiving or something. Well, you know, not flesh eating disease. My, so, my you- goal was to go to Cape Cod and relax and swim and i did do that and um you know something in something sort of in my little inner voice said i I don't think you should be eating any oysters i do like raw oysters i will never eat a raw oyster again my entire life um but the wednesday before my vacation was supposed to end i did have an oyster and within 24 hours i started to get very very seriously ill and um by the time i Got to the hospital in Massachusetts four days later. Um, I was gravely ill and had sepsis. So, um, yeah, so. it was it was it was harrowing. Um, it was one of the scariest things. I I don't really ever really get very very sick, so it was one of the scariest things that I've been through. And can you describe what sepsis is? I know it's I know someone had it recently and did almost die. So that's when you have, I had a serious bacterial infection from this bacteria, vibriosis, and it started to spread throughout my organs. And then sepsis is when, is really just when uh, the infection starts to spread. And so if it's really bad and I wasn't that bad, luckily uh, it can get into your bloodstream and then the right. bacteria can spread throughout your body. So it's just harder to fight. Did they have um, you in a, um, one of those pressurized rooms or uh, I, I don't know. How do they treat it? I mean, six days in the a hospital. Pressurized room. Well, no, I don't know. 
I don't know what that <laughs> what is. is that? You can tell them. Uh, no, I just... You know all those medical terms. Well, the interesting thing is I had never... You know, I knew you could get sick from eating raw shellfish. They have it right on the menu. But yeah. I, you know, I've had food poisoning before. And, you know, a couple of days, you don't you feel like terrible. And then you get over it. I even had salmonella once many, many years ago and managed to survive that. So, you know, food poisoning, food poisoning. I, I just never expected anything like this. Um, but, you know, the thing is, is that... <clears throat> Um, after, I think about maybe after I got out of the hospital, yeah, I came back here and my aunt came with me to take care of me for the first part of my time home. And, um, it started to get all over the news because this thing is spreading because the ocean waters are so warm and the waters in Wellfleet Wellfleet Harbor near where I was staying, where they harvest a lot of oysters from were really exceptionally warm and, uh, they haven't. It's not typical to see cases of this bacteria in the northern part of exactly. the East Coast. It's. I think they've had eight deaths in Florida uh, mm-hmm. this year from it. Um, and, and so, anyway, they started a report on it because there were there was a d- couple deaths in New York and one in Connecticut, and um, people. People do do get very very seriously ill as well from this flesh eating component, which basically means if you have a cut or uh you know you got a piercing or a tattoo and you go in the water it can get into your into your body from the exterior and really what they call necrophize your skin which is kind of disgusting to say but yeah that's what it does so, so and it got into your body through an oyster yeah yeah so anyway um just this past week i saw that the cdc had issued a warning telling doctors to look out for this because it's 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 the result of warmer water uh, I don't want to have a debate about climate change, but <laughs> and um, so more and more people are now showing up at hospitals in the along the northern part of the East Coast well, than they've ever I, seen before. Was um, so what they say, and I don't eat oysters from the South, and that's why. Um, but I'm a big oyster eater. Well, I uh, ate an oyster from Wellfleet. That's well not Fleet's, from the South. No, it's yeah. not at all. That's why. <laughs> that's why. You know, they they say well, in in the South. Well, what they do is, you know, you never eat them uh, freshly harvested. They, they got to ice them down, and they got to be cold for X number of hours, and all this other stuff. But um, uh, that is that is that is terrifying. And to to uh, I didn't realize it came from an oyster. I I I thought it was like a jellyfish, or I don't know what I thought. You know, I I get secondhand news from Kurt. I'm like, he's like, she got something in the ocean, and she's in the hospital. I'm like, oh, I said, well, okay, you know. And I'm no, I'm well, just. I'm, I do want to take. You know, I'm just, I'm trying to I minimize part it, part of the reason that I was went to the hospital so late. I was really hoping to get back here. Yep. And uh, go see the doctors here because, you know, this is where I'm from. My, my, my medical care has always been at UVM MC since I've been here. But, you know, I just that that it became evident that that was going to be impossible. Um, wow. And so I want to I just wanted to make sure to put a, a shout out to the staff at the South Shore Hospital in Weymouth, Massachusetts, who gave me excellent care and, you know, help me survive something that was very 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 dangerous now i wonder if immediately i mean they must have um the local area and wellfleet must have been like have there been any other people well the thing is you don't know you go in there i was probably an early case it, yeah. everything takes time reporting a lot of times when you find out about these things it's it's a it's a, a period of time has passed right you know, I mean, somebody said, you should sue that restaurant. Well, you know, everybody knows you go into a restaurant that get the big thing on the menu, yeah. eating raw or undercooked food. And 
you know, it's it's a liability. And um, anyway, um, yeah, I uh, the, uh, when I was getting uh, discharged, the doctor said to me, "Don't ever eat raw shellfish again for the rest yeah. of your life." And I said, "Okay, yeah. I'm in." <laughs> We're, we're Though t- I am a typically an adventurous eater, uh, you know, that's off the list. But, you know, I've, I'm really grateful to be here. Um, I came through something that was very serious. I still have, uh, you know, some complicating issues that I'm working through. That's what I was going to ask um, you. We're talking to our friend Kelly Devine. Kelly, uh, that's what I wanted to ask you. How is, where are you now in terms of how you feel and the recovery? Are, are, you, still, are you still going through recovery? Yeah, I know you said you lost a chunk, a big chunk of weight. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't eat any food for ten days. <laughs> I don't know, if, wow. Kurt. You want to try that diet? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> should probably. probably no, should. not literally none. Uh, not one scrap of food for ten days because I couldn't. They wouldn't let me eat in the hospital. Um, and then it took a while to get back to eating again. But so I don't. It's not. It's not a way I recommend to lose weight. But so how do you? How do you feel now? Is there still more recovery to go? So uh, one of the things that happens in your body when you have a very serious infection is you tend to become anemic because your white blood cells are doing important work trying yeah. to help you survive. So yeah. then your red blood cells have to catch up. So my red blood cells are catching up. I'm getting some help with that. That usually takes about four to six weeks, and I'm about two weeks in. So I'm tired. Tired. Yeah. I feel cold a lot because of the anemia. Um, my brain isn't working as well as no. it usually does. Well, you'll fit in with us today. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, I also had some, yeah, some some breathing issues in the hospital, so I've had to really like, sort of rebuild my lung capacity. I have to rebuild my sort of my muscle tone. That all got thrown out the window. And then I have, the, you know, there's unfortunately there's a chance that my gallbladder may have to be removed because it was so impacted. Mm. Wow. So I'm waiting for the consult on that. But um, when I was in the hospital, I wasn't well enough to to undergo to survive surgery. So that had to be put on hold. Wow. Gonna, I have to I have to ask you, Kelly. I'm going to ask you what is a scary question. But when you first started realizing you were having issues, yeah, and you didn't, of course, initially realize what the severity of it was or what it was, yeah. Um, did you? How soon before you realized you decided? look, this is more serious than I thought. I've got to go to the hospital. And was there a point where if you didn't go, it might have been <laughs> fatal? So the funny thing was the day I decided to go to the hospital, I was I was at my son's house. He lives in Massachusetts at the time and, you know, thinking I'll be better tomorrow. I'll wake up tomorrow and be fine. And that didn't happen, didn't happen. Um, oh. And uh, I, you know, I joked with my son because I got to the ED and it was crazy. There were people everywhere. And uh, within about 10 minutes of being there, I passed out. So I decided that's the uh, <laughs> that's the trick to getting bumped up in the line. But uh, Oh, you passed out at the hospital? Yeah. And uh, one of the things about, uh, you know, what was going on with my body is my blood pressure was extraordinarily low. It was, when I was admitted, I think it was 77 over 44, um, which is, that was the biggest concern they had when I entered the hospital. It took three days to get that back to normal. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it, uh, yeah, the, the ED doctor looked at me and he sort of like, you know, kind of shook his head and he was like, well, you got here just in time. And then I was in observation for 
36 hours after that. So thank God you made the decision to get to the hospital when you did and not wait, wait another day. Thank yeah, you. if I had waited another day um, with that blood pressure. Yeah. Because like 60 is, yeah, no. You you're might not, not be here today. Yeah. Holy well, cow. Thank yeah. God you went in when you did. <laughs> and don't eat any more raw <laughs> uh, Anthony, I can't go on vacation and I'll come back with a hell of a story. <laughs> and, uh, I was thinking the I same think, thing. Kelly, you maybe like, should go... Something closer to my diet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the last 10 days, Kirk consumed two and a half pounds of fudge. So, uh, Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's the get- other interesting thing is when you're on a lot, of, and, and people can just imagine the quantity of antibiotics that were pushed through oh, my body. Oh, God. Um, you can't really eat sugar because you're, all of the natural flora in your your gut gets killed and okay. so you have to give it time to rebuild so i'm mm-hmm. eating a lot of plain yogurt kurt <laughs> <laughs> oh that'd be torture for me yeah <laughs> do you want to join me <laughs> that's why i'm gonna stay away from raw oysters oysters period oh boy oh, you know what anthony is right there there's there's a lot of handling protocols that do if the if the oysters are on ice for a certain amount of time it will kill off this bacteria I think the challenge we have right now is those protocols catching up with this fact that this bacteria is moving the north water to chain. places it's never seen before. So anyway, also want to thank, you know, Colin Hilliard, my staff member who's been holding up the fort while I've been out for quite a while, my board of directors who's been incredibly supportive. And I have one question for you, Kurt. What the hell happened to Burlington while I was gone? <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, I thought things were getting better. It's like I'm I'm lying in, in the hospital bed going, geez, wow. <laughs> I leave well, for a few days. And <laughs> you always said that Monday night the uh, city council was must see TV, and I, I know, and I you. did miss that that one uh, council meeting where you know there was the whole report about Taisha Green. I did miss that. I was not well enough well, to even never... watch it on TV, but. They never I heard I have to go back and watch it. You got to watch it. Yeah. Uh, and they never talked about the report. They I got know. Exactly what I they know. wanted. <laughs> we was, talked about crazy. the report here on this show. We had Joan Shannon on, and we're going to have a couple more guests in the next week or so just to continue to talk about uh, what what they didn't talk about at all at city council meeting. Yeah, well, I heard. You know, I heard some of my talked to a few friends as I'm trying to get caught up on things, but. Um, what I find so interesting is that we can divert to these kinds of topics. They get all this attention, but we have serious issues in Burlington right now that I definitely want to get into after we have a break, I guess. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Kelly. Yeah, you're on your game, I'll tell you that. It's all good. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. We're chatting with Kelly Devine. and uh... Listen the way you want. Now, we return on The Morning Drive. News Talk WVMT. All right, we are back on the morning drive, and our pal Kelly Devine's with us. Thank God she's with us. Yeah. She well, had a scary time <laughs> on the Cape in Massachusetts in the hospital for six days. Uh, and uh, thank God she is here with us. There could have been a couple of Verismith tickets available. <laughs> I was thinking that. I, I got to tell you, I'm re- I, I, after hearing what you went through and texting back and forth, you, you gave me a little bit of the details, but I, I didn't know everything. I really am relieved to see you this morning because. Yeah. You know, you and I know you you lost some weight, you put a little bit of it back on, so you I'm I'm just it's 
it's good to see yeah, you on the yeah. Here in the I, I mean, if you had seen me like a couple days in at the hospital, it, it, it was pretty uh, horrible. Like sunken in cheeks and eye. Yeah, it well, was. Well, spend it was six days in a hospital. That I mean, nowadays you don't hear long term stays no, like that unless no. it's it's serious. I hadn't been in the hospital in my adult life. Yeah. Never been overnight in a mm-hmm. hospital? Nope. How was the... Oh, you didn't eat. I was going to say, how was the food? But <laughs> How was the food? Well, they wouldn't eat. let me eat. Yeah. And, <laughs> so. and then they finally said, oh, you can eat. And the, and the person came by to take my order. And she went, uh, would you like the pork tenderloin or the meatballs? And I just burst oh out laughing. God. I'm like, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm eating any pork tenderloin. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad we can laugh about it now. I that know. must have been terrifying. It was terrifying. It was well. You're so sick and so tired. Uh, but I, 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 I told my uh, my kids that <laughs> at one I was hallucinating a lot. Yeah. Oh. The beginning, and I saw my mother and grandmother. My mother died this year in February. Mm. I saw them dancing in my hospital. <laughs> <laughs> did you? And did you think it was real at first? Oh yeah. Well, and and also, if you said that to your kids, like if if my mother said that she saw her mother and mother dancing, be like they're calling you over. Oh, they were calling me. Oh, they wanted me to dance. She was right on the edge. Yeah, stay here. Did you tell people at first, like, hey, my mother and? No, I just told my kids a couple days ago. I didn't want to freak them out. No. Yeah, that would that would freak them out. Hey. My mother was just here. My grandmother. They were in the ba- they were in the hospital room here yeah. dancing. Uh, yeah, because I immediately think they're calling you over, and I'd be like, two of my favorite know. women to dance with yeah. too. I, I, you know, like we we used to always dance together a lot. My mom and I and my grandmother. Yeah, they were they wanted they wanted me to come dance with them, but I decided to stick around a little. Good, more. no dancing yet. We're no glad. dancing yet. We're glad. We need we're you covering back. a lot of topics: climate change, <laughs> food handling. The, uh, the afterlife. The afterlife. Now, we're at this point, we're not too far from the 730 break, so we won't get into anything too in-depth till we come back from the break. But did you, um, has everybody been holding, you said holding the fort with BBA, um, any reports from calling on things that were None of the reports are good news. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. No good reports from Burlington while uh, Kathleen was know, down. I mean, I guess the Festival of Fools was a pretty good success. People like that every year. I mean, it's so true that, you know, having activity downtown really helps. But I have a cousin who's in law enforcement, and I had to share with him that story about the guy who, you know, took off in the car, took off on foot, oh, took off on the bike, yet. took off on the boat. I'm now, like, okay. That, that story Saturday Night Live that, skit waiting to be written. Yeah, he should have made national news. I don't know if I, I didn't. I missed it, but he's still... Out there, as far at as large. I know, yeah, at large. I, uh, I you know, I, I, I said this is where we need to harness this resourcefulness and use it for good. Yeah, and this guy just didn't give up, and then he gets a paddleboard to a sailboat. Who is trying to escape <laughs> on a sailboat? And then he winds up around the corner from Kurt's house, hanging in the trees. Oh, I know, I know. I, well, you know, as one of my friends, because you know, I grew up in an oceanside town, so people know boats. He's like. Yeah, the thing you want to grab when you're trying to make a quick getaway is a sailboat. (laughs) 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 Then he ran it into the cliffs. Unfortunately Uh, for the fugitive, the winds were in the I was getting my car fixed uh, by a guy that has a shop right on North Avenue in the New North End. And he was asking me, he said, hey, that guy hasn't been caught yet, has he? And he said, he pulled out his phone. He said, look, I got a video of the guy. He has a shop right on the avenue there. Yeah. 
And so he all he had to do was walk up from his shop. He said, I took a video of the guy riding the bike down the avenue oh, with a police goodness. officer chasing him on foot in the road. On oh, North avenue. my God. It was wild. That's got to get up on Reddit, Kurt. That sounds too good. Honestly, I know. Uh, I know. Yeah. It's, the Burlington Reddit. Yeah, and then gets a paddleboard, paddles out to a sailboat, and takes off in a sailboat. And takes off in a sailboat on Lake Champlain where the winds are kind of fickle. That's pretty impressive. That's what I was thinking. But, yeah, I mean, the fact that he hasn't been found is maybe an indication that he came to some kind of... Oh, maybe a demise. Yeah, yeah. I would think. I mean, yeah. well, I was first the, trees I wondered, on Rock, the trees out on Rock Point are not that dense, you know? I first wondered, they and PTZ had a clip of them. Somebody took a video of them, two guys that were nearby, and they took a video, They and they were on PTZ. They had a video of them in the boat crashing into the cliffs and the Coast Guard trying to direct him, and then him trying to crawl up the cliffs. Yeah. And I first wondered if maybe he fell back and drowned right there, but they said they saw him scramble off down to the, the beach line and head up into the trees. Well, you know, it's interesting when, uh, you know, that fight or flight uh Fight or, fight or flight syndrome can be pretty intense. Like your yeah. body gets into that point he where it's like you got to do. You got to just you just go Herculean and stuff. You try to do to get away. It's gone pretty silent with this guy. So I, I wonder. You, you wonder if something happened to him or if he has gotten into somebody's house that maybe's gone. Oh yeah, know, there's a lot knows? of camps yeah, out there. Camps out that way. Oh, uh, and and if at some point we're going to hear something about him, but you just. You worry a little bit, like if this guy's still around, somebody that would go to those lengths to escape is not somebody I think you want to run into. Well, and he was armed. He already yeah. wasn't an armed robbery. So, yeah, he's somebody that's definitely dangerous. Dangerous. Un- un- uh, uh, unlike the guy you were talking about this morning who said he wanted to go back to jail. I mean, go figure. Yeah. Yeah. Said he'd be better off in jail than in an old folks' home, and he didn't have a retirement plan. So, he thought this was maybe the best way to go. Best option. <laughs> Unbelievable. (laughs) We're going to check in with Fox News. Amanda's got the headlines. We do have... This is the Morning Drive on FM 96.3 AM 620. News Talk WVMT. It's all Aerosmith bumper music when Kelly's here. (laughs) Welcome back to the Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here. And thank God Kelly Devine is with us. We are so relieved to see her. Uh, She uh, went through a contacted a flesh-eating virus. Bacteria. Bacteria. <laughs> and was in the hospital for six days in Massachusetts and was a little touch and go. So we're glad that she's here with us and is uh, raring to go. Well yeah. past the worst of it. You know, I, I just want to, can I mention an event that's tonight that I, I want to, yeah. So uh, I don't know if people have heard about this Hug Your Farmer event that they're doing tonight. Select Design is involved. Uh, they're going to have Mike, Mike Gordon of Fish and Cat Wright's going to be there. So oh, wow. it's a fundraiser for uh, specifically for farmers impacted by the uh, floods. Yeah. And they got this great lineup. They got jo- uh, Josh Panda and... Um, Oh, it's at the Flynn Center. Yes, it's at the Flynn Center and Mike Gordon. Check and, it out. Um, it's at 7.30 tonight and you can um, go to this event should be a lot of fun, and it's basically is a fundraiser for farmers who, you know, had significant losses. You know, I was I haven't really been able to eat corn on the cob, which is one of my favorite uh, things oh, in no. August. <laughs> oh but, no! You know, even my local farmer near where I live, their crops were wiped out. Yeah. Um. So they don't have any corn. So at least I don't have to. That's, well, I should say 
Actually, That's the place that you used to talk about where you said the corn was so good yeah. that you didn't want to publicize yes. it too much because yeah. you didn't want to have Exactly. People- <laughs> yeah. And, you know, my brother was here for a little while helping take care of me, too. And he's like, is that corn place open? And I'm like, mm-hmm. no corn this year. To- totally wiped out. So this is a- an event tonight. Hug your farmer. It's at the Flynn. You can get tickets through the Flynn. You can make a donation if you can't go. And if anybody has been involved in any of these select session concerts that Select Design helps organize, That's Rich Price is cool. involved. Uh, they're always great events, a lot of fun, great music, and you know they do they do donate like a lot of the money directly to the cause. So I wish I could go. I'm not well enough to go. It's tomorrow night uh, at the Flynn, but if you can get there, get there. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Hey, just uh, wondering if you folks are aware of uh, any kind of a walk around Burlington nude day today. <laughs> That's every day. day. <laughs> yeah, if you take yeah, your clothes off at your at your home where you're no, dwelling. You, yep, at your home. Yep. Yeah, yep. you you can walk oh, around. We, we got some dude walking down North Avenue by Colodney's. They're all naked as a jaybird. Oh, oh you sure he's Kalodnys. not the guy that did all the stuff and he's doing it in disguise now? Figuring nobody will notice who he is because <laughs> that's of, how he's walking because out. of other because <laughs> people look away. They're like, yeah, oh, the I don't fugitive is going to get caught walking nude. Well, no idea, this guy's got a hat on, and sneakers there. Oh, oh, boy. Well, wow. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for that report. Well, you know, there's there's Keep Vermont Weird or What Makes Vermont Weird, which is really great. And I think that's sort of in that category. And then there's, you know, other people like this guy who's, you know, doing armed robberies and running around doing destruction or a lot of the graffiti and vandalism, which is just, you know, stuff we have to really get under control. No question about now, it. Now, Kelly, what are some of the things that you were working on? <laughs> Uh, before you went on vacation and then kind of ended up in the hospital, what were, what are some of the things that were you were you were working on? And, and some are, of those things sort of progressed while I was gone, just not at the same pace as if I was there driving it. But um, you know, definitely graffiti removal, which I'm working with Bruce Wilson uh, on that. Art so wonderful, and his crew has started. And what they do is they pair. Uh, building owners with graffiti artists and the graffiti artists get to make a mural cover over graffiti and make a mural and then you know it's sort of protected mm-hmm. by other graffiti artists they don't tag it so there's been bruce and his crew have done a bunch of these around town um there's one on the old y building like you mentioned and so uh we started working on our first one and it should be done soon and we'll put out a press release about that it's in a fairly visible location on church street so you know uh, because if we love downtown which you know i do and i know kurt you do as well and and anthony um we've got to protect it so the little things like trying to clean up graffiti really do help yeah are you working on the public buildings or no. any building Private only, I'm working oh, on. Oh, private only. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, because one of the things that I've talked about on the show before is the that old garage on Pearl Street, that old... Uh, Handy's? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple of meetings with Joe Handy. It's going to take a couple of more meetings. Um, <laughs> I think my son is moving in next door to that next year. He's a student at UVM. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that was just an awful blight. <laughs> tough. They've, they've they do have a one. plan, though. That's what I heard. Uh, I can't really get into it too much, but I'm working with Joe. He's been, we've had some great conversations and I'm going to continue to talk with Charlie and Joe to see. Uh, I mean, every time they clean it up, it gets tagged again. So I'm really working with Joe on some more of his other localities downtown. We worked with them to clean up that 
alley next to the uh, community bank there mm-hmm, on City right. Hall Park, more focused on those pieces of property now because I that that garage is sort of a little bit of a lost cause. But yep. talking to Kelly Devine, if you've got a question for Kelly, give us a call on the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline triple eight four one four zero three zero three. Kelly, what about some of the? Obviously, we know that the uh, city place is moving forward. I've been down there and looked at it, and it's it's good to see some. That yeah. there's actually some con- there's construction going on. Yeah, and before I talk about that, I want to mention two other things we're working on relative to public safety. One is is really designed to help workers downtown, and so you know one thing we know for sure, and you know even when I was in the hospital, I get texts from people, their staff, especially younger female staff, getting harassed, but you know people of all shapes sizes and genders getting harassed mostly Mm -hmm. young people that work downtown my own son who's 19 works downtown um and um so we're doing we've been working with the evm medical center because there's also issues going up there on the on the emergency department of helping people with some training to help them understand how to de-escalate situations when people aggressive people mentally ill people people uh, under the influence of uh, alcohol or drugs show up at their place of business you want to take the call yeah Good morning. We're live on the. Oh, we lost him. Triple eight four one four zero three zero three. That's the number. Give us a call. So the idea behind that, we had a pilot training uh, in August, and it went very well. We're also collaborating with the Department of Corrections on that. We're hoping to offer more of those. All right, let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, uh, Kelly. Is that you? Okay. I'm just questioning. Uh, we'll end up. Hello. Hello, I'm you're having a little trouble up. hearing yeah, you. Yeah. Try again. You're breaking up. Yeah, Sorry. Cell phone. Let's go to the next line. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, Kelly. I'm glad you're feeling better. Um, and I certainly appreciate the work you're doing around graffiti. Is the city doing anything? Because um, Memorial Auditorium looks grim. Yeah. And yeah. that's clearly a city-owned building. So, I mean, uh, is, is the city working on this at the same time? So, uh, you know, I... Um I haven't been able to meet with the mayor under my normal schedule either, but I'm meeting with him hopefully next week. Uh, so they had a couple of positions advertised under <clears throat> Department of Permitting, told me they could not fill those positions. The last thing that I was told was they were going to put a pretty significant security fencing around Memorial and then clean up the graffiti because they said if we clean it up, it'll just get tagged again. So right. the city has a lot of work to do, and my understanding was, it, you know, other than the Church Street team, they weren't able to really address it because they couldn't fill those positions. But Kelly, in the past, hasn't it been the fact that every time you clean up a graffiti, they, they get after a while, people that do the graffiti get frustrated and maybe do stop because they they work on this graffiti that they maybe think is art or something, and it gets. We call it the twenty four hour rule, uh, and I know I work with a lot of property owners, and we have a long list of property owners who remove graffiti within twenty four hours. And I know Parmelo does that. Um, JL Davis, a, a Nick and Morrissey, Redstone. I've talked to all those folks, the owners of Ski Rack. They're very diligent about removing graffiti. I think that's important. Um, and, you know, those folks should be lauded for that because it's no small task. No. Uh, and they, there is evidence that it's a deterrent. We have other property owners in Burlington that aren't so uh, diligent. And so we're trying to give them a helping hand to address it. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, Kelly. Hope that you um, get better. Thank you. Um, just a just a question. Do you think Church Street Marketplace will have private security guard that 
you know, all the shop owners band together and pry and pay for private security guard that helps them in this sense going forward. Well, you know, that's always a controversial issue. And the, and the challenge there, caller, is that the Church Street Marketplace is considered a public street and it's, the department is run by the city of Burlington. So when the city of Burlington starts to get into private security, it creates issues for certain members of city council who, you know, try to turn the dialogue into that we're, you know, targeting certain people. And so anyway, uh, now that being said, in the past couple of holiday seasons, I have worked with the mayor and we've done sort of a public-private partnership where they have paid for the escort service that we put together, you know, private uh, security folks, Green Mountain Concert Services. Um, the garages, the city garages run and owned by the city have private security through Green Mountain Concert Services. There is private security in City Hall Park um, that has been bumped up. Um, one of the things I was trying to address and we'll hopefully get back to is trying to be, make those efforts more coordinated because we've got all these pieces of private security, some by the city, some by um private sector folks and you know it's sort of disparate and they're not necessarily working together but yes the answer to your question is not necessarily on the church street marketplace but certainly in city hall park and other areas there has been a additional private security that has been contracted through the city of burlington and paid for by the city of burlington and kelly i'm keeping in mind that you have been a little bit out of the loop with uh being gone yep. and being in the hospital and and with everything that went on but do you know generally how business was over the summer for the marketplace on the marketplace? Because I went, I had lunch at least a couple of different times down there, and there was on a beautiful day, and it was it was a weekday, but it still seemed there were and there were some people down there, but not as much as I would have thought. Do you know? So what how I'm it hearing, went? what I'm hearing uh, initially, just anecdotal reports out, is that numbers are down. Um, and then mainly down in shopping, less than restaurant. And there seems to be a, um, you know, uh, anecdotal report that the, the public safety issues are keeping people away. Now, one thing that's different, so we had the pandemic and it's been, you know, 2021, 2022, 2023 have all been challenging years for a variety of reasons. Um, part of it is the public safety issue because we know we have increasing substance use disorder, opioid-related deaths, um, retail theft, uh, just general uh, people breaking what we call nuisance or quality of life laws downtown with uh, without um, any consequence. Um, you know, and part of that is related to the fact that. There is really no prosecutorial teeth for a lot of those kinds of things. If you, if someone drinks in public and you hand them a ticket and they don't pay the ticket, it goes on their credit report. It really does not kind of connect. We used to have a no a trespass ordinance on Church Street, which was actually something that worked. And and uh, under the former city attorney Eileen Blackwood, it was it was revoked because she uh, the ACLU had uh, made some uh, had uh, filed some lawsuits. So anyway, that's something we could spend a whole half hour on. But there's really no consequences for that behavior. But what I think has really uh, exacerbated things this year is the the first group of people that came out of the hotel program. Um, you know, we we housed people for a long time, and and we'll probably long have debates on you know 
I mean, I think it was the right thing to do for some reasons, but Vermont took a heavy burden and now is continuing to see that burden because, you know, those people are, we can't afford to house them anymore, but then where do they go? So there is a lot of encampments in downtown that you don't normally see people sleeping on the street, in doorways, and it's really become a pretty significant problem downtown that we need to take a look at. And then a couple of weeks ago, Kelly, we had, it was in the news, there was a guy downtown with some kind of a metal pipe yeah. threatening people. He was arrested. Mm-hmm. I don't know what will end up happening to that guy, but he, at the at the very least, that is something that residents certainly shouldn't have to put up with, but also imagine tourists seeing that type of thing. They may not want to come back. I'm really hoping uh, that I can speak with some folks over the next month or so, including the mayor, and I've already talked to the mayor about this, and he has, you know, he has expressed an interest in in being supportive, but we really need, if we're going to help these people, having them live on the street is not helping them. We we need more mental health services. Yeah. We are great. I've said this on the show so many times. We're gravely short. We don't have substance use disorder, inpatient treatment. You know, we see people now using meth, using like the, the, that the trank killer. The, yeah, the, the, yeah, the trank thing, the fentanyl, the crack cocaine. It's like, not all those things can be treated through outpatient, you know, suboxone, buprenorphine treatment. We need to get real about the breadth of these problems and, and um, you know, what we're going to, what we can realistically do about it because the cost of everything is going up. Um, you know, we were financially constrained as a small state. And I still wonder where all this explosion has come from because, you, I mean, I don't believe these are all just people that have suddenly you know, got out of a. There's jobs in Vermont. Obviously, they're not even filling all the jobs. I well, think that a lot, there are a lot of, of people, people coming from outside. It would seem like lo- to me. Yeah, a lot of people are on, uh, you know, SSDI, Social Security Disability Insurance, and so they have a disincentive on some level to work. Um, I attempted to work with uh, on so far unsuccessfully, but I'm still open to it. If folks are listening, with the folks going through the Elmwood Pods to try to offer job opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know some of our restaurateurs who hire, you know, people coming through Spectrum. There's there's lots of people that need to fill jobs. And so can we pair that together? Um, you know, I think also um, I have a lot of questions about whether the pod um, experiment has been successful. I mean, so I think there was another change order for the budget that went before city council on Monday or last night. And. You know, we're up to close to $2 million just to build that thing. A lot of problems in that neighborhood since that's happened. Yeah. And a lot of needles showing up all over the places. Yes. Let's uh, let's grab another call. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. Um, I don't really have a question, but I can uh, uh, beat your, um, your person six days with a uh, flesh-eating um, bacteria. I was in for four months Ooh. with MRSA. Oh, that's another one. Yeah, it's, did, it's 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 some of that is antibiotic resistant too. How did it, yeah. How did you get it? Do you know? Ah, uh, long story. Uh, all started with a break in my ankle, and uh, um, things didn't go well in Burlington, so I got a fantastic surgeon in St. Albans, and she reconstructed my whole uh, lower leg. Wow. I think 
think one's one thing that's important to mention with things like MRSA mm-hmm. and the CDC warning said this vibriosis is sometimes antibiotic resistant. Thanks if you're if you're prescribed antibiotics and only take them if you need them, right. take the full course because uh, you know uh, I would not have survived without antibiotics. And but but also if you had been a person who had taken them a lot then they wouldn't have been as effective. Right? I don't think that's the case because it's bacteria-specific. Okay. Kelly, um, have you, we talked about Burlington, have you rejoined the Charlotte City Council? No, I did take a leave of absence from the Charlotte City Council um, at least for a month. Um, and um, I'm hoping maybe to be back. They have a meeting Monday night. I may probably only be able to attend a portion of it, but uh, I do expect to be back um, definitely at the at my duties there sometime in the month of September. I talked to the you know the the chair there about what was realistic given my medical challenges, and and that's what we figured was the way to go. So I'm on a medical leave right now for my duties there, but hopefully we'll be returning shortly, maybe as soon as uh, Monday night. I see there's a story in VT Digger about Shalot. Uh, noise rules and the shooting range. <laughs> so we, being that you're not back in there yet, we'll we'll talk well, about it another yeah, time. Yeah, but. you know, <laughs> uh, you know, there's a couple of things brewing in Charlotte, but the biggest is we're trying to hire a town manager. So I have plugged into that a little bit. Um, yeah, I was originally on the hiring committee, but had to step away. Luckily, we had an alternative person, uh, an alternate, and so we're we're working on that. We have. <laughs> We have budgetary issues there. We have a, an issue with our employee benefits. And now oh, well. a short-term rental is coming up and uh, <laughs> noise or ordinance. Now, so there will be plenty of me to chew. We'll get into more details on I those when you, when you get back. I have but to Kelly, do a separate segment when I come back Kelly, on local government. Just a couple minutes left. And uh, yesterday, Kelly, was uh, September 5th. Six months from yesterday is the race for mayor with mayor's race. Yeah, I know. Just Holy six cow. months from yesterday. Uh, and, of course, we know those campaigns will be starting before that, obviously. I think candidates will probably be caucusing and, and or, you know, getting their nominations in maybe December. Uh, and so the big question out there right now is, will he or won't he, as in the mayor, Merle Weinberger, will he go for another term or not? And I think it's, to me, he said he's really... He's really thinking about this, and the word is that he may decide this month. What do you think? So I know the progressives want to take back that seat badly. Let's not forget that Moreau Weinberger was the first Democratic mayor since, what, 1984 when he got elected? That was about 30 years. I think it was 2012, his first election. This is his third term, three-year terms. Uh, So 12 years, uh, 2024. Um, And so I think... I think... (laughs) I think that I hope that he's thinking about two things. One, is there a strong progressive candidate that's going to try to come in? Because that certainly will shift things mm-hmm. that really feel like they're hanging in the balance right now in Burlington. If we go, if we if we strengthen the progressive voice, and I've seen Max Tracy at a couple of council meetings recently who did mm. you know <laughs> came close to winning last time. It was very close. I think it was 129 votes. Um, so there's that to consider. Is there a strong progressive candidate? I'm hearing some names thrown about. And then, I mean, the second thing is, is that is if Moreau decides not to run, who's the strong Democrat who can follow in his, uh, you know, in his place and 
run a race that's going to unite the city and uh both of those things i think are big questions that i haven't seen really clear answers to mm-hmm. have you no do you want moreau to run um if he was asking you what would you say to him hmm if he was asked me i would probably you know uh, i would i would probably ask the same question i just asked like if you don't what's plan b you got, if you're not going to run again like the same thing we're having with Biden, you know, if he hadn't run, what was plan B? It seemed like there was no plan B, so they put Biden up. Yeah. Yeah. So well, what you have to have plan B. It's I mm-hmm. don't think it's just a question about what Moreau uh wants to do and doesn't do. Um I think in a lot of ways he has been a uh he has done a lot of tremendous good for the city and I could be the first person to sh- to to list that off. We're just in a very different place now than we were. And, um, you know, um, so, you know, the question is, if not, if not him, who's a possible strong Democrat who can take up that somebody he would support? Keep the momentum going in that direction. You don't want to go backwards. We're out of time, Kelly, but just one thing, and and I'm I'm giving you a pass because we know you may be a little cloudy right now, but Moreau's just, this is his fourth term. Oh, yeah, I am a little cloudy. <laughs> so that's Thank okay. you, Kurt. Thank you, everybody, for well wishes and support that helped me get me through. And uh, it's good to see you guys again. Same here, Kelly. It's all good. We're, we're very happy you're okay. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to check in with uh, ABC News. Amanda's got the headlines. And we'll be back with Gary Sadowski right after this on News Talk W.